What's going on, guys? I am Crash, and I am joined today by Sir Blackout. What's up, man? Yeah. Yo, what's good, man? How you doing? I always I always screw this up. My left, your right is Sir Blackout. There we go. It's yeah. hard to do. Hard to figure that out. I should I should probably like flip it in OBS so like I'm actually like facing inwards instead of like towards the chat. <laughs> well, that would be that would be the fault of my production team. Um, you're, you're so they flipped me, but dude, they're so bad. Everyone, if you guys watch the show, you know the production team. <laughs> they're rough. That's all. I, I'm gonna keep it clean. I'm gonna keep it nice. They're just they just have a hard time. They have yeah, a really really hard time. Shit. Don't pay him shit. <laughs> oh no well they were talking about striking in the chat earlier and i said well i'll just triple their salary but you know <laughs> right. three times zero is still zero so i just mapped right. my way right out of that one all good right. That's Yo, we might see with the nine nine ninety nine super yeah. chat appreciate you man keep doing what you do this is my go-to every monday evening big ups i appreciate it uh speaking of monday evenings uh for those of you playing at home uh this is tuesday evening uh <laughs> life life kind of hit <laughs> Hit the production team yesterday, um, so we couldn't do the show yesterday, but we are live today. And you will notice, you know, if you guys are really astute observers, that Blackout is not blue. So blue is actually in the process of moving to his new home in Florida uh, during a hurricane, I guess. So it's all, it's all good. I did talk to blue. He's okay. He's more inland, so he doesn't think it'll be bad. So he thinks he's chilling, but he's not here, not because of the hurricane, but because he's moving. So exciting stuff for blue. He should be back next week. Uh, in a little bit, we'll talk about... I guess I'll just say it now. I'll probably mention it a couple times throughout the show because people are in and out. Next week's show is going to be awesome, too. Today's going to be great. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that happened with Gamescom. Uh, we're going to talk about Blackout in just a second. Also, next week is going to be another huge program uh, because the, the Drop Shot podcast guys are going to be on the show next week. So we're going to have four people in here. It's going to be wild. Uh, but those guys are hilarious. I've been watching uh, their podcast uh, for the last several weeks in the lead up to Modern Warfare 3, and they're awesome. And you guys aren't going to want to miss that. It's going to be it's going to be really funny. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but we don't want to gloss over today's episode because it's going to be great as well. Uh, Blackout is an up-and-coming YouTuber. Uh, sim I mean, kind of doing similar stuff to me, but better. Um, his He writes scripts and actually makes coherent sentences in his videos, so you should definitely check him out. Um, what he is is like how many subs from 1,000? <clears throat> um i think i checked today i'm about 12 or 13 away from a thousand he needs he needs them boys and girls yeah. okay i've already got the watch hours i've already got like five thousand watch hours all i need is a thousand subs and i can apply for partner immediately like right off the gate so wherever you guys are uh are listening to this at his information is down in the description of this youtube video his information is in the show notes on the various podcast platforms uh you can follow him on twitter x excuse i'm so sorry x you can follow him on x <laughs> And uh, you can also click that YouTube channel and subscribe. You guys, if you if you like my content, you will like his content. I guarantee it. Uh, so check that out. Get him 12 more subs. Uh, get him to his partner. If the Scope Nation can help him with that, that would be awesome. I would appreciate it from you guys so much. So so drop him a sub and uh, get him to YouTube partner. Let's do it. Um, I, I appreciate that. It, it's been an uphill climb. I've, um, hell, I started the channel, I think, in January. Um. I started the channel in January and to have almost a thousand subs, like nine months into the year, that's, that's insane. That's, that's great. About 125, 150 a month I've averaged so far, which has just been mind blowing. It's, it's been insane growth. And, um, thanks to people like you red, uh, big fry, Abel, you know, all the people in our little inner circle. Um, it's been, 
it's been a ride and a very enjoyable one at that it's been yeah it's, been it's almost like if you make decent content people subscribe whoa what right right so no man no, you're killing it and hopefully we can get you there a couple of people uh said they've subbed already so that's good that's um awesome. thank you all so much i, I appreciate y'all yeah let's try to get that thank done you. we'll we'll keep we'll keep mentioning it every once in a while we'll just start a we'll start a hashtag sub to blackout in, in the chat and <laughs> right we'll, we'll get a movement going so like shitty segues and everything oh dude I'm the king of shitty segues. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> right. Um. So you're YouTubing, but what uh, what games have you been playing lately? I like to talk about that. Um. So I've been playing a lot of Killing Floor Two. Um. I got back into that game. It's been a lot of fun. It's been very enjoyable. Um. I've gotten back into Siege full string or full string, <laughs> full steam. Um. I I used to play it all the time on console, and I actually started my live streaming um career um live streaming console siege on xbox so i did that and then i quit the game for a little bit came back to it and i've been enjoying it since um uh and surprisingly enough i i shit all over this game so bad on my channel um and then got around to kind of enjoying it again uh at combat master it's um it, it's you know like a really like it's a it's a fast-paced free-to-play first-person shooter sort of thing um i've been enjoying it you know if i don't have a lot of time in the day i just load that load that up play a couple games and then just go about my day <clears throat> nice i'm a bit of a yeah. bit of a siege player myself i don't know if you know that right yeah yeah no i see, I see you bro I see you. new yeah. new season see today I, yeah. champion get real <laughs> get real dude i made it to i made it Man. to uh emerald so i'm pretty happy with it. i'm yeah. pretty uh i think the highest that i made it to on pc was copper and that was it was just copper that's um, everybody's gotta start somewhere i have a yeah. copper charm so the first season i played um yeah i i got played so you used to be able to play 10 matches and if you like won any of those you started in like bronze and i didn't even win any of those mm -hmm. i started in copper and i ended in copper so for the first season I played in Wind Bastion, I never made it out of copper. And I so I, I put that copper charm on my gun and have it all the time and people make fun of me, but it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I thank think you the guys that I ever got was up oh, good. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna <laughs> say people keep people keep saying they're subbing to you. So I just want to say appreciate you subbing to, to blackout guys. Thank you. Yeah, for real. For real. Y'all are y'all are incredible. Um dude, if if I if I refresh this page and I'm like at a thousand, I I think I'm gonna fucking cry. <laughs> We'll keep we'll keep trying to get there throughout the program. Yeah. But um no, I think the highest that I ever got to on Siege was gold five, and then I was like one off from from diamond. And um uh, my team just kept throwing and I went all the way down to silver three. And I was like, Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing it. It can get that way. You gotta take you gotta take breaks. You gotta take breaks. Um from from Siege. That's why I play other games. That's why um I play Search and Destroy. And we'll talk about it in a little bit. I'm really keeping my eye on Modern Warfare 3 because I want Search and Destroy to be good again. Because man, I feel like it's cool to like get in and sweat with a team with a stack and really work hard and try uh for uh uh to to rank up in siege and play ranked and really sweat. But sometimes you just kind of want to chill and hang out, and that's where uh being able to do that in uh in uh what you call it, search and destroy. It doesn't take as much right. brain power, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a it's a cool change up uh, when you need a break. Let's <laughs> right. Yeah, so I wanted to show you guys uh, while everyone's subbing to Blackout, uh, you can check out uh, his channel here. Uh, I have it pulled up. Uh, eight more subscribers are needed. Um, but yeah, yeah you guys, that's crazy. 
uh, you guys can, can see that and see the kind of uh, videos that he makes. It's awesome. If you like, like I said, if you like the show, uh, you'll like his stuff. Um, and I was going to think, what else was going on today? Talked about that. Um, another thing really quick, and we'll get right into it. If you guys are new from, uh, from Black House community, uh, how we do this stuff around here, the chat is on the screen for you guys to be a part of the program. Um, so you guys talk, it's on the screen when people go back and watch the VODs. Chat always blows me away. You guys are always awesome, always adding to the conversation. And I really appreciate that. You guys are like a third co-host. So that's why you're on the screen. Also, if you are interested in it, uh, this is an audio only podcast as well. If you just want an audio only experience, you're going to work, you're doing other stuff, you're working out. I can't imagine why you would want to listen to my ass, but people do it. And a lot more people do it each and every week. And it's really cool. So this is up. You can search the scope um, on all the podcast platforms. It's also down below um, in the description of this video. You can click on it and click on the, the platform of your choice and it'll take you to the page. So we have all that stuff going on. This is the scope. And man, we talk about shooting video games. You want to talk a little bit about Gamescom, how you're like feeling about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, first, I, I do have a question. Um, through the thing that we're using right now, can you hear me through my like mic? Yeah, I or... hear you. I sound fine. I think Red's being weird. Okay, okay. Because like I listen to it on the on the like playback, and it's like it's it. I don't know. It's it, I, I I guess it sounds a little weird. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is. Honestly, it could be <laughs> could be anything. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so Gamescom. Um, I, I was probably neutral with it, to be fair. I thought it was like a five out of 10 experience through and through. Um, uh, there were a lot of things I liked, uh, personally, um, Mike sounds like you're like a tin can. Okay. So who cares? it's like, <laughs> right. Um, anyways, sorry. So I, I think like my favorite game that, that I saw there personally was, um, was killing for killing floor three that had to be like my my favorite game that i saw there um just because it had been so long just so long since we had got a good killing floor game or since we'd gotten you know a latest killing floor game and then we got you know the trailer for killing floor three and that was that was a shock to me i thought they were done after killing floor two to be fair i've never played them what are what are those games like um so oh. it's um it's a cooperative like PVE um, zombie survival sort of thing, uh, but there's like different classes and everything with it. There's um, you know, there's like uh, you know, like firebug which works with like incendiary. There's a medic class. There's a commando class which works with like ARs and you know, um, with stuff like that. It, it's a very fun game. Um, if you're able to pick it up on either Epic or Steam or console or whatever, please do. It's it's a fun time, a super fun time. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because yeah, Red was excited about it too. I'll have to check it out. Um, mm -hmm. Is your just real quick? Um, is your input supposed to be the audience ID four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's the right input. I, I can check that stuff. Um, okay. And I took yeah. I took compressor or I took the noise gate, not noise gate. I took the cue that I had for Blues mic. I took it off. Okay. But awesome. Was, Maybe it'll sound better. It's all good. Um. So for me, Gamescom, there were two games missing from there that I had like a tiny, tiny bit of hope we would see, like a little sliver of hope, and that was um, X Defiant and also uh, Division Heartland. I didn't figure they would be there, 
But I, man, I was really hoping for like a stealth launch of X Defiant uh, during that whole thing, and that that really didn't happen. We did, we did get some like borderline breaking news with X Defiant, like within the hour. I'm thinking with like the standards of this show, I would say within an hour or two's breaking news. Um, Mark Rubin just tweeted a little bit ago. I even though it was two hours ago, I'll say just tweeted. It makes it sound dramatic. Um. He talked about people because earlier today people were talking about they got the Peggy approval for X Defiant and everyone was getting excited about it, that it was going to be close. Um, Mark Rubin clarified today, I've seen the Peggy approvals going live and creating rumors about the game being approved. This is not the case. It literally just means that Peggy has approved the rating, excuse me, and that they've assigned to the game. It's completely disconnected from submission. So that doesn't mean, excuse me, man, it, that doesn't mean that uh, release is imminent. Um, it's different. So it's still, and what he means by submission is a couple weeks ago, uh, they submitted it to Sony and to Microsoft because anytime you make a release on console, they have to, okay, it. they have to check it for bugs. They have to make sure it's compatible, uh, with their system. Cause ultimately they're responsible for what goes on their console. So they have to check that out. So it's different. And it sounds like they're still waiting on that. What's really sad. Um, Someone asked below that how long it takes to approve a new game and Mark said so for a new game that isn't a sequel and isn't built on an engine that has already gone through cert it can take several months generally games have to go through two submissions and then sometimes even after two subs you still have to do a day one patch so it sounds like it's still in that process and don't get excited like um, when you start to see people talking about the Peggy rating and think that that means release is coming soon because that's it's not the case man still gotta right. still gotta wait. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like, and you know, it's just, you know, yeah, the Peggy rating is is out there now. Like people, I, I but you know, then again, I think people already knew that the game was gonna get rated a certain way. You know, it's no one's surprised that it's like, oh my god, it's T for teen. You know, it's, <laughs> um, but I don't know. It. I wish we got more about about Dead Island or X Defiant. Sorry, <laughs> I'm yeah. in a whole other space right now, man. I'm sorry. No, you're um, good. Yeah, no, I, I wish we learned more about Exify, man. And I know that, like, Mark Rubin also put out that, like, the team's been hard at work. Like, they, it's been very, um, oh, what is it? It's been very, um, they've been very busy, and that's why they've been quiet. But, uh, I yeah. don't know. After playing the last beta, it still had a ways to go. I just, yeah, I'm just ready for there to be an alternative to COD. And I, I don't want people to to misquote what I just said. It's not a competitor to COD, just due to the sheer like market cap size of the corporations and the game player base. What I'm saying is, I want an alternative. It's simply an alternative. Like, if someone's fed up with COD and tired of it, they have an alternative. That's an arena fast-paced shooter that plays similar to that more accessible type of uh, arcade shooter. So, I'm just excited for there to be be an alternative, not necessarily a competitor. Oh man, uh, so. You know, in the day of age, day and age, right? Like everything's got to be a competitor. Like no matter yeah. what the game is, everything is. Well, there was a kick streamer by the name of Lucci that said this, and I quote, I'm just going to say it. And some of you aren't going to like it. X Define is going to have a one to three month shelf life. If all they are offering is another arena shooter. I don't care how much launch hype it has. Now, I get it, you know, baseline. It's, you know. It's about as simple as you can get it, right? A couple characters from the Ubisoft universe, they're they're all getting together, they're all shooting each other, whatever, right? 
there's been so much hype for this game because there are these older COD developers working on this game. Like the ones from MW3, COD Ghost, even though Ghost wasn't that good in my opinion. Um, there's all these old school COD developers working on this game. And that's what's got people excited. If Ubisoft fumbles the ball, then yeah, the game will have at max three months. But I think coming out of the gate and saying, oh, MW2 has offered everything that we could ever want. What? Cosmetics? Bundles? Really? Is that all they're going to offer besides actual good gameplay? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I, also, I think it's about perspective, right? If you're not a fan of Call of Duty, um, or if you're if you're not a fan of how X Defiant played, then you're not gonna see like or you're not gonna see much of a future for X Defiant. Um, but if you're a fan of it, you're gonna see a long future, a bright future. You know, so it's again, and and I checked out the dude's you know kick channel, right? And I'm not gonna you know I'm, like this isn't gonna be you know shooting on them or anything, but you know, he's only playing Warzone too. You know, that's just another battle royale if we want to get into it. You know, but. <laughs> yeah true that's <laughs> i mean that's it yeah, that's, that's it that's kind of low-hanging fruit uh in my right. opinion to say that it's not going to last that long that very well could be um mm -hmm. but it's still not going to keep me from commending mark rubin on his transparency uh commending them on their amount of content that, that they have that they have coming out and uh just being excited for there to be like a little literal alternative and i think like you have so many people um that play uh call of duty and you have an alternative to that there's going to be people that get disenfranchised with that and just based on that hate alone i feel like there's mm -hmm. going to be a playable number of people that are going to like there's going to be an amount of people that are going to be like playable i don't know if that makes sense yeah a playable population yeah i mean it's also going to be free to play right so you're going to get like there's going to be a huge influx on launch day right and it's going to fizzle out over time what Ubisoft needs to figure out is what kind of like, how are they going to drip content into the game that's not going to feel overwhelming yet not going to feel like they're under delivering, right? I mean, no one paid for the game. It's going to be free to play. So like, even if they like only drop like one map here and then like one map six months later and then like a new weapon here, it's going to be extremely slow drip fed content, but it'll be content nonetheless, right? I would expect more content coming from like a, you know, from like a $70 launch title or from a $30 launch title than a free to play game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, most of their income is probably going to come in from microtransactions, like skins. Has oh, to be, obviously. Yeah. yeah, it obviously. Yeah. But as long as it's not, you know, like as long as they don't follow a patent like Activision did, where it's like if you buy blueprints, then you have an <laughs> upper hand advantage, then we're good. We're solid. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Yep. I don't know how that's going to go. That's another thing like we have to keep an eye on because they are going to have to make money. It is Ubisoft, but I yeah. can't see them like <laughs> as down to earth and real as Mark Rubin's been. Mark Rubin has been. I can't see him doing a pay to win thing. Um, I, I think it'll just be skins and there'll probably be a lot of them. And that's just like how it's going to be. Um, but at the end of the day, they got to make money somehow. Um, that's very true that's very true as far as um other stuff from gamescom i guess those are the only two things uh that i really wanted to see um that didn't happen um as far as shooters go there's not a ton of stuff uh the stalker 2 
thing i didn't get into that you might have to fill me in a little bit on what's up with that uh i didn't get a chance to check fry's video but it was about like downgraded visuals with soccer 2 is that is that correct because there was a playable version um at games right yeah so we had seen something originally of stalker 2 earlier this year i believe um and it looked fantastic it looked beautiful like a modern art masterpiece and then it comes to gamescom and it looks like utter shit it looks it looks downgraded right i'm not gonna say it's it's like wii graphics you know but you could tell there was a there's a night and day difference between what we saw and then what we got and that that made a lot of people mad that that pissed a lot of people off um <clears throat> almost to the point where people were questioning if the studio was even able to deliver the game in a, in a quality that we would expect right um so yeah a lot of people weren't happy about it a lot of people um were just like yeah no th this th th going downhill already and the game hasn't even launched um i'm still optimistic about stalker 2 i think it's going to deliver a good storyline um but from them to downgrade the graphic quality just for the sake of gamescom when you're supposed to be at your best typically um yeah it, it it made a lot of people upset about that yeah i look at it from the standpoint of if they had to downgrade it to get it to run then they weren't you're not ready to show it um right. and i that could have been like that could have been like an xbox thing because it was at the xbox mm -hmm. booth so they could have told them like hey we need to be we need your to have a playable version here and that's yeah. what they had to do to get it to run but i right. We've seen that with a couple games that uh, we the people game, uh, like not ready to be seen yet. That's kind of that's kind of an people. That's kind of an extreme example. Sorry, but right. Um, but the the dev literally said afterwards, we just want people to see like how far it's going to come from this. We know this wasn't good. It's like, bro, that's not how it works. That's a first impression right. that you just threw in the shit can. And can can we just can, can we just hold these fucking studios accountable for whenever they're like, oh, we know it wasn't good. Then why'd you show it? Why, well, the Battlefield why, 20, why the Battlefield 2042 beta is an old build, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about the bugs. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, don't worry. It's we're running on an old build. A new one will be done. <laughs> then why show us the why? Then why show us? Yeah, the build? I don't understand it. I don't. I don't. Um. Right. So yeah, the, with the soccer too, that's a little bit. That's a little bit disheartening. Um. I'm just going off your bullet points too because you did a cool job. Uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah. 20, 2077 you. update looks really cool um i don't oh, yeah. play that game Man, but I'm, I'm liking what i see and i'm interested in the mm -hmm. dlss 3.5 technology like as dlss yeah. keeps going i'm hoping um it can start to be viable for shooters because i don't quite feel like it is like for shooters right now right. every time any game that has dlss and i try to turn it on to get to get more frames that just looks like shit like it's just the mm -hmm. the details that you need to see in a shooter are blurry so I'm yeah. more interested in the content. I'm interested in like the DLSS technology and the new iteration of that 3.5. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't really play Cyberpunk 2077. And when I did, it was at a friend's house that I served with. Um, he had it like modded. So I got to experience some of the mods that people created. And I will say that um, at the time, it was a lot better of an, of an experience, but one that was still very much buggy and, and felt like garbage. Um, that being said, I do like cyberpunk aesthetics, right? I like, cool. you know, like the the 80s, the synth wave, the cyberpunk, you know, the the dark synth. I, I love that kind of vibe, right? I love that kind of aesthetic. So um, seeing anything 2077 gets me excited, even though I didn't play the game per se. 
um cyberpunk 2 is definitely something interesting because like normally i would have thought that they would have just stopped making cyberpunk after the launch you know i'm pretty sure everyone remembers that and how bad that was yeah um but yeah no seeing that they seeing that they um seeing that they announced cyberpunk 2 along with the major update the last update for 2077 i was like oh shit they're going again <laughs> i was i was kind of like oh god they're they're doing this again they did do they not learn but i i have faith in them i mean it took them a little bit and then you know a uh, a lawsuit from the government but you know it's it is what it is <laughs> yeah. another day in the just another day as a as a studio you know it still counts still counts um yes then so you had that i'm looking at the lss 3.5 i'm looking at like what nobody else is looking at and then dude, the off the grid thing man what the oh hell my are we doing god because that, that off the grid thing because the director guy the neil blomkamp guy he's like a legit hollywood director he's done some like really yeah. cool films and stuff yeah. but that looked poo. like i don't think i don't think i've ever seen anyone take the literal concepts of like 50 shades of gray and i'm not talking about the sex book i'm talking about like having 50 different shades of gray and making it one video game okay there was not a single ounce of color in that shit that that I could see, right? And if it was, it was maybe like yellow here and there. Now the 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 intermissions that they would have in between the gameplay, right? Those look good. Those you know, decently colored. The game itself looked horrid, and it ran horrid. I thought they ran this off of like a PS3, right? I thought their build was off the PS3. Not not anything new, not anything current gen or next gen at all. That was horrible, right? That was just awful. I'm gonna try to pull it up um, and show people what we're talking about. So, yeah, no, if you guys, if you guys, uh, if you guys didn't follow along, um, this is basically like a cybernetic futuristic. If you guys know anything about Neil Blomkamp, like he did, I know he did the movie Chappie. And like another, it's he's always like about dystopian, like robotic AI futures, like in his films. There was another one like Block eighty three, or something, I can't remember the name of it. So I'm gonna stop sounding stupid. Just move on from this sentence. Um, I mean, like how? F I'm sorry. I was like, I, I, I can't. How look how fucking flat that looks. Look how flat that looks. Just it looks horrible. It looks terrible. Yeah, the, the gameplay <laughs> oh, looks really bad. So it's gonna be like a BR. But in like the same realm as like District Nine and Chappie, where it's like a bunch of cybernetics, it's running at like ten frames a second. Um, it's third person, and I mean, you guys just have to look at the gameplay. So you guys go search off the grid trailer, uh, off the grid shooter trailer. Um, it's uh, it's not good, not good. No, it's it's not. It just. <laughs> my reaction says it all on screen honestly my reaction says it all it's and, and the fact that this is cramming nfts into it right yeah uh, prepare to have your game hacked to death prepare to end up just like boundary at this point okay because boundary ended up dying because of the hacking issue what is stopping people from hacking in this game right yeah so what what is stopping them There's yeah i nothing. don't even like to know that I'm probably not going to enjoy this game. I don't really even have to talk about NFTs, but they are heavily pushing Never. NFTs in here as well. Uh, if you needed right. another reason not to play it, um, the the cut like the the cinematics in between, like the pre render stuff, look cool. But when 
when you go to the gameplay, mm-hmm. that I think uh, Neil Blomkamp got a little bit confused uh, because mm-hmm. cinema runs in 24 frames a second, <laughs> and I think he thought his game was supposed to run in 24 frames a second too, dude. It's so choppy, man. Oh my god! Yeah, he literally sat there, like he 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 sat there. He was like, "It's like all right, the best I can do is 24 frames on the cinematic, so that won't look too bad, especially if we can get it up to 4K. Not bad at all." He's like, "Yeah, uh, I want to make this. Game. Game. I want to make yeah, this game super game. cinematic. Part of that, 24 yeah. frames. Do it, boys. Right. I want to make the game look as bland as District Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was just yeah. No, I saw that. Like I, everyone collectively saw that and was like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Like you are, you are a widely known and well-respected director. Do you want that to change? Oh, <laughs> like, um, and it also, uh, for those of you counting at home on the IGN page, it has 3.5 K dislikes and 2.5 K likes. So thousand more dislikes and likes. I think, uh, we kind of share, share that general consensus a little bit, a little bit of a bummer. Um, Yeah. And they're they're just a little late with like the BR and and doing it like that. Like it's just nope, that's not it's it. Just, it. In the and I, I just like he he genuinely is living in like 2016 where battle royales were everywhere. He like and that's what's that's what's making me so mad about these like Hollywood people stepping in to make games is that people think that we want NFTs and we want battle royales. We don't give a shit about either. Like we we don't we we don't care. Like look yeah. at Ubisoft. Perfect example of how they try to bring NFTs into a game and it backfired horribly. <laughs> you know, it's just it's terrible. It's, and it's then, bad. I wish I wish they would just do a little bit of research personally. They would uh, just I I don't know if this bothers anyone else, but also in the background of that trailer, um, they have a obvious picture of Dr. Disrespect. And it says Wait, what? Yeah, here. Let me let me pull back up. They have an obvious picture of Dr. Disrespect and it says uh, on his, over above his top left shoulder and it says Dr. Scorn and it says something about like Champions Club or something. Um, Champions. Clean my glasses off for this. Hold yeah. on. Let me... er- oh my God, that is Dr. Disrespect. Oh, sorry. Dr. Scorn. Dr. Scorn. Oh, look, actually... It says, it says camping look- something in dullness. So like... They take a shot at Dr. Disrespect in the background, like taking a shot right. at his game, I feel like, like low key. And it's like, I don't Coffee know if that's confirmed. smart. I don't know right. if that's smart. Why? Why? What's the point? Did, did Dr. Disrespect just like, just, just shit talk like Mark Rubin or not Mark Rubin, but Neil Blomkamp or Blomkamp or whatever know. his name is. Did he like shit talk him in one point was like, I'm gonna get this dude back in my trailer. Right? Like, <laughs> What are you talking about dude yeah. like that was weird what, i just saw that and i don't know if anybody saw that but i mean it's a two, it's a two-time man you can't be you don't just name out your mouth you know what i mean yeah yeah right lord forbid <laughs> we end up in the next off the grid trailer crash yeah we probably will they're probably watching right He's, i'd hate that watching. hey your movies are great pal but don't keep it the same frame rate as your game right. if you're watching like that's where we're right um right yeah. there's there's a higher fps above 20 pal use it yeah it's there it's there for you um the other thing that happened was payday 3 got to see some more stuff i don't really want to spend too much time on payday 3 i feel like uh there's a bunch of creators i saw moy dog we know the homie big fry is uh headed to new york city right now to check that out so we'll get a lot more information from from those creators coming up soon also people have played the beta and i don't know much about payday 3 but you guys know like it's it's out there it's coming 
and just I'm basically letting everyone know expect some uh, some new intel from Payday Three and some new gameplay pretty soon because they're doing a, a yeah. creator capture event. So um, yeah. that's coming down the pipeline. Would you so <laughs> talking about games having a hard time? Do you want to get you want to get Wade right into the battle bit drama with me about oh. battle bit? You want to get you want to get silly? Oh, dude, I actually got silly with someone on Twitter, and and it was so bad he deleted his original comment. <laughs> yeah, sorry, X. Sorry, Elon. Don't send a fucking watches, Tesla bomb to my house. Yeah. He watches too, so you gotta be careful. Yeah, no. So I got into it with someone on X. Right, it took one comment. Right, just just one reply, because um. He had he'd said something like, "Why would anyone spend fifteen dollars on trash?" And I was like, your, "Your your profile picture is literally ghost, okay? Like you have nothing else to say here." I checked back like an hour later. The comments deleted. He deleted his own comment. <laughs> uh, like you deleted his comment, but yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah no. I annex him, yeah. I um, xed his ass out real quick. You you deleted his eat. You zeted his eat. You yeeted his eat. I yeeted his eat. I'm gonna stop talking. Okay. So where this all stemmed from, and I saw a lot of retweets and everyone was weighing in on this. That's your prerogative on X. That's what it's for. Um, Baranox, who I've actually uh, had some dealings with before, and he's like a super cool dude. Like I've, I've had, I've uh, used a couple of his clips um, with his permission in Battlefield videos back in the day. He's a Battlefield creator. The dude is incredible with a mouse, like top 10 mouse aimer in the world he's insane um with with his gameplay but that's just background of baronox and he collects like <laughs> machine guns and stuff so it's like he's a cool dude um but he right. says looking at all the insane youtube titles about how this game was revolutionary game of the year to dead in a month is pretty funny and you see battle bit remastered and instead of showing steam charts ironically shows uh Twitch numbers. The Twitch, yeah. Yeah. But Showing 379 viewers. I could have I wanted to get so silly with this dude's post, right? Because I, I don't know him, right? He could be a, a great person. He's right? a good guy. He could be a lovely person. From what I've dealt with. Um, but if you're gonna make a point like this, right, then use the Steam charts. Because I actually do have the Steam charts here. I sent them to you in the DM and I kind Boom. of screen production it, like Yeah. <laughs> I kind of screen capped it weird, you know, because it was like on my phone. But the game, yes, the game had an all-time peak of 86,000, right? And then within no time, it dropped down to about 11,000. That's an 86% loss across the board, okay? But that could be from a number of things, right? The game is $15. Uh, the game's only available on Steam. Um, it, it, I'll just boil it down to those two things, to be fair. Um, they have put out some maps since launch. They've put out some new maps. They've reworked a lot of the classes and stuff because um, I know the medic was the biggest thing. And then uh, they ended up nerfing him to where he was actually, um, you know, wasn't going to destroy the whole lobby. But other than that, like, I, I think if you're going to make the argument of like, this game is dead, then don't use the Twitch, like, don't use the Twitch page, right? I know that Twitch dictates the way games are perceived now. You know, if your game doesn't have at least a million viewers, then it's dead on arrival. But no, like, I don't think the game's dead. It'd be dead if it like dropped down to like the three or two digits, then sure. But if you're not playing it and if you don't enjoy it, then it, it it's not dead. It's not dead. Yeah, Twitch Twitch numbers are really deceiving, and a lot of how they work, um, in my opinion too, with like Twitch is really top down, right? Like you have really big uh, content creators that could play a game and go live and triple the number of players, like from one person. But that one person is only a person on the Steam chart. So 
I think Steam Charts is a much better representation of that. And I think where you're kind of leveling out around the 10 to 13,000 uh, concurrent player mark for an indie game, uh, this, you know, several months or a couple months after launch is like pretty cool. I think that's pretty good. Um, I would be happy with that if I was those guys. It is a big drop, right. but I mean, it's still, it's still uh, leveled out pretty well. And they've mm -hmm. done a really great job. They really, we talked about it a lot. Um, I have quite a few hours into it. I've got my fifteen dollars worth. Like, yeah, like same. if if it does die, I don't care. Like I, <laughs> I got a bunch of hours I, into it. I they right. deserved my fifteen dollars, if not more. Like if I had more, I'd probably give it to them just because mm. I want to support somebody that launched a game that freaking works at launch, man. Right, and they they just. They, they became the number one highest selling Steam game of all time, right? That is, if the game were to die tonight, that is something that I would not be upset over, right? Because you had the number one top selling game of all time. You beat, you beat Counter-Strike when it was still, when you still had to pay for it. And you beat Modern Warfare 2 and it's pay to win Black Cell Bundle, okay? You beat both of them. <laughs> yeah. So that is a huge W. 100%. Right. And, and like, I'm sorry, I was going to add, um, like Red said in the chat, um, you know, people, people may be getting sick of large scale combat. And in that case, I would love to see the devs implement like a TDM, some one life modes, maybe some different game modes besides, you know, 32 V 32, 64 V 64, 128 V 128, because I, I'll be honest, uh, anything higher than 32 is, is tiring as hell to me. I can't, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> you know, I just, I can't do it. It's just too long, too drawn out. I got things to do. I got bills to pay. I can't. I can't spend like two days playing, you know, a single game. But, um, yeah, no. I I think that I think the game is good. I think it's great, and I think it'll become better over time. Uh, they just got to capture that um that audience that doesn't have all time like all the time to play large scale combat. You know, where um, who said that about large scale combat being dead? Because that's I wanted to talk about that. I'm, uh red was saying that like uh red scale uh sorry, red scale, was, uh, large scale combat scale. was getting tired yeah I, man i've been having that thought and this tweet actually made me have that thought and as a channel that started out as a battlefield creator this pains me to say and i'm being like incredibly candid here i'm pretty over like respawn multiplayer games like i yeah. put thousands and thousands of hours into battlefield but where I've started to really get into Siege and get into games like CSGO and get into games like Search and Destroy, like those one life modes still still get me going. And I I wonder if that's not a thing. I don't I don't feel like I'm the only one that could be feeling this way to where I'm a little bit disenfranchised with the run, shoot, die, run, shoot, die, run, shoot, die. Like you spawn in. You get a few kills, you die. You start over. You do the same thing over and over. And man, maybe it's getting to that point. And I've said it like quite a while ago that in the beginning when you had multiplayer shooters, respawn was great because it's like, bro, we're, we're, we're like playing a video game with people like in their house over the internet. Like the actual novelty of just playing with somebody else was enough to be exciting and get more kills than the other guy. Like that was it. But I, I feel like FPS games are kind of evolving and getting to that point where like you need a little bit of stake in your life in the game to get that like adrenaline and excitement flowing. And I'm getting to that point. And 
I don't know what that means for my channel because I started with like respawn game modes and you know how it's like really hard to, to change audiences and stuff on YouTube. But I guess I'm cool with chilling and, and talking about and reacting to the news. But man, I just, I, it doesn't really get me going to play respawn modes anymore. And I feel like in some of these player numbers with these games, like we're starting to see that reflected in the masses too. And I, I, I don't know, man. And you guys can tell me in chat if I'm off base or you black out. I don't know. I'll say this. I think it depends really on the game, right? Because, um, like, there are some games that can make a fun respawn mode, right? Like Halo. Halo's a good game where the respawn mode fits, in my opinion. Now, if they were to come out and have a one-life mode, which I think they did in, like, Halo 5. I think they actually had it in Halo 5. Um, a lot, of, Like, it's not going to be well-received because Halo's never been that. It's never been a one-life mode sort of game. Um, but I think if they were to try it now in its current state and implement it in a better way, it'd probably go over well. Um, I think where the one life mode situation comes into play is what games are going to fit that, you know, fit that game mode, right? If we were to have a game, um, you know, like Battle Bit, all of a sudden have a one life mode, it could work, but it may also not work because the game's built on large scale combat. You know, if, um, if Squad were to come out and, all of a sudden have a one life mode now like a like a 5v5 you know arena you know one life mode it may or may not work just because the game's accustomed to large-scale combat um but as far as as far as like personal feelings about it i've gotten into that habit as well i don't like respawn modes that much anymore um i find them quite boring and uh, I've, I've started to gain that that sense of like edge for games like um rainbow six siege um, you know, for game modes like search and destroy, you know, so on and so forth. I haven't gotten that. I haven't gotten there with Tarkov just because there is a lot more to lose than just your life in Tarkov. <laughs> but uh, same concept. Same yeah, your san your sanity in real life you lose with Tarkov. Right. Yeah. Um. I think <laughs> I think to to add to it, I think we see it in other genres too. I'm not mm -hmm. really very very familiar with it, but I know I watch Asmongold a little bit and because he's hilarious. But um. They, what took off in World of Warcraft and even Diablo is like playing hardcore characters in, in uh, World of Warcraft. Traditionally, like a respawn uh, MMORPG and you just respawn and you can collect your stuff. But people are playing it to where, same with Diablo, they're grinding and through it, and but they're adding that stake, they're adding that little bit of adrenaline that if you die, you delete your character. And I kind of think, like just like completely taking this off the rails, I feel like in Starfield, which is coming up, I think doing hardcore playthroughs of Starfield would be pretty cool. Like if you die, you delete your stuff. Like that creates that tension. Oh yeah. That's just not there if you don't worry about it when you die. So I think every I think gaming as a whole is kind of going through this. And I I think it's something, I think it's akin to like kind of like adrenaline junkies a little bit. We go through a process. Like, I mean, even me in my real life, I had a pretty bad dirt bike accident when I was a kid. I just remember when I first got my dirt bike, I could putter around the yard real nice and slow. And I was like, man, this is sweet. And then I got comfortable <laughs> right. with that, right? Like that was easy. So like I didn't get anything from it. So I started going faster, started like learning how to do wheelies and that got me excited. And then faster and faster and then starting to take it off ramps and stuff. And like, it's just like when you get used to something, the novelty wears off, that excitement wears off. And I wonder if <clears throat> video games, especially shooters are going through that. I think so. I think like as as the older generation, the ones that came in, in my opinion, during the peak of gaming, you know, when Halo 3, Modern Warfare 2, Battlefield 3, all those, 
you know, all those legendary games started like flooding the market. Um, you know, I feel like now all the, all the people that were around for that are getting older and they're like, this shit's just not fun anymore. Right. Like I want to have something with a little bit of edge, but I don't want to have to try to find another game that has that edge. Right. Like, like if I, if I'm accustomed to playing search and uh, like, or, uh, you know, modern warfare. And I'm like, I want to have one life mode, but I don't want to have to go spend money on Tarkov to get that experience or hunt showdown to get that experience or whatever other game to get that experience, you know? And of course I have search and destroy. And that's just, you know, an example that I have, but, um, the casual players are starting to become more of like the hardcore players in a sense of like, we want something with more edge. We want to, we want to have to take risk. We want to have to be able to, you know, factor in, Oh, do I push? Do I stay back? Do I try to save? Do I try to go for it? Um, and I think that if games try to implement a one life mode, they may see an increase in players. They may see a peak interest in, in players. Who knows? Yeah, I agree. We should probably move on. We're going to talk forever. Um, (laughs) but yeah, battle bit just to, just to put a, put a bow on it. Battle bit is something that I think we should all watch from a case study standpoint as a large scale combat game that released in a good state. You do have the caveat about the graphics. But this is like a large-scale combat game that started out working that everyone was in love with. And let's see, let's see how it survives moving forward and see if this is kind of a microcosm of what the entire FPS community is going through. Because I suspect that it is, and I'm pretty sure I am. I'm having like an FPS identity crisis right now where I used to love large-scale combat, and I'm kind of falling out of love for that next little bit of adrenaline rush that is one life modes. Um, so keep an eye on it. That's what we'll do here. Stay tuned for that. Also, if you guys didn't notice, if you've uh, just wandered through, we're trying to get Blackout, uh, who is with me here today, to 1,000 okay. subs. He's so, so close, and he can get YouTube partner. The link is pinned in the chat, so when you pop in, you should have saw it. Sub to him. We're getting close. We're going to keep talking about it throughout the show and try to get him there. I want to real bad. Update. Six more subs. We need six, six subs more subs, guys. That's we, it. We six more, and I should apply for partner, like, tonight. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to stream till we get there. No. Right, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> Shoot, right. I shouldn't have said that. All right, six more subs uh, to Blackout. He's awesome. You can see it right here, right before you. Thank you. Okay, moving on. Modern Warfare 3 was at Gamescom. <sighs> Listening to the drop shot, guys. Starting to get back into S&D. Towards the end of the Rainbow Six Siege season, I realized I wasn't, well, I kind of knew already. I wasn't going to get any higher than Emerald. So like the rank luster kind of wore off for me and I've been chilling and having a good time on gunfight and SND. They added enough maps that gunfight's pretty good now. And man, and then I also have been editing for iron and I'm like, dude, they need to fix some stuff in modern warfare three. I'm not going to buy into the hype. We're going to talk about this a whole lot with the drop shot guys. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get like super into it. But one of the things they have to do with this game, they did uh, premiere some campaign stuff um, that the production team is studiously working on pulling up. Um, They did show off some campaign stuff that looks good. The biggest problem I'm having with that game right now is the visual clutter and visual recoil when you're in a gunfight game. As a PC player who has to be able to see to, to track micro movements, like the smoke the the screen flashing red when you get hit the muzzle shake the muzzle flash in this game like you have muzzle flash you can't see anything you put a suppressor on and it's just smoke you can't see shit while you're shooting watching this 
gave me some hope. And I've, I've uh, told you guys a little bit um, that I've been watching uh, Handler. Uh, he's like a super crazy good S&D player. Um, I just love his videos. He's like, I feel like he's like the Jack Frag is Search and Destroy. Like he just plays the game with like chill commentary and I could just watch it forever. Um, he, he's been, he's been back to play in Modern Warfare 19. It is so clean when you're shooting in the gunfights. You can see so, so, so much better. Um, it's, it's awesome. And I saw this in this campaign trailer, not saying like, of course you can see Verdansk again. That's getting people excited. Um, but dude, it looks clean when you shoot. And that's literally like almost at this point, all I'm hoping for from this game. Cause I know everything else is like going to be store and microtransaction related. Um, I mean, they already came out and said that like all the bundles and stuff that you got in Modern Warfare 2 are going to transfer over, which if you, if you spent a home, a whole fucking mortgage getting all the bundles and stuff in that game, first of all, shame on you. But second of all, you're not really losing much once you get Modern Warfare 3. Um, I think where, I, I think where uh, Modern Warfare 3 is at now, um, I've heard a lot of people say that Sledgehammer's trying to go back to that classic Call of Duty sense where, you know, it is just that run and gun mentality, but we just had a conversation about this. That doesn't really appeal to us much anymore, right? We're, we're trying to find that, that one life mode where, you know, you know, where we're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to find a little bit more interest in the game than just running, gunning and dying and respawning, you know? Um, I don't have, like, I'm, I'm completely staying away from COD. I had Modern Warfare 2 gifted to me and, and to the person that gifted it to me, I'm so sorry. I'll eventually pay you back once YouTube starts making me money. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm done with COD. Modern Warfare 2 was the breaking point for me. I thought Modern Warfare 19 was because I hated that game so much. Um, Cold War was good in my opinion. I know unpopular opinion, but my opinion nonetheless. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, yeah, I, I skipped Vanguard because I was like, if, if you got to pay for kill cams, then no, I'm not doing that. Um, and then Modern Warfare 2 was the thing that broke me. So I'm, I'm staying out of MW3, definitely. Yeah, Vanguard was like too wild. So I'm, I'm worried that it gets like too crazy. In fact, Vanguard was like wild. So I don't know if it'll get that crazy. Um, but when, I, when, I'm talking to, when I'm talking about Todd, I'm literally like just excited for, for Search. Like, yeah, so I, I could see that. Yeah, you, dude, you throw down and search. You and your squad throw down and search. That's the only like I only there's only two people that I watch for COD um on on YouTube or Twitch or wherever. Um it's you and and a buddy of mine that that I got to know outside of the military. Um y'all are the only two COD streamers that I watch because y'all make it entertaining. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, and I think yeah, dude, I would I would rather watch paint dry on growing grass than uh watch somebody play like tdm or domination or something with that respawn die mechanic but man i i feel like and i'm not saying like my stream's good or whatever but on twitch when we're playing search i feel like every match and same with siege every match kind of has a story like you're playing out the rounds like the tension builds towards the end of the round to those 1v1s those trying to clutch 1v3s and you lose and then you hear our comms where we're trying to adjust like I think the team's going to do this. I think we should try to push from here and do this play. Can you get bombed down? I got to cover from your angle. And like, it's just like this back and forth and push and pull, especially when you have like a really close match that comes down to like the, the 11th round. Like, I just think that's really good content and fun to watch. So when I talk about anytime, like moving forward chat, when I'm talking about COD and like, I'm, I don't want to be excited for it because they're business practices, but like search and destroy is a lot of fun. And I wish there was an alternative to it. Cause I would for sure play it. Um, to, to um, have that 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely want to give a shout out to Snoop Dogg for being featured in, uh, you know, basically two different generations of war. We had we had him in Ghost uh, and MW Two, which is current, and then we had him in in Vanguard, which is World War Two, which I don't understand how how that would work, but. Um, yeah, no, shout out to him for, for being about 100 years old and still looking good. He's killing. Um, yeah, no, it, other than that, uh, I just, yeah, man, I just, I, I saw MW3 and I immediately rolled my eyes at it and I was like, oh, what is this shit? And then I found out that it was basically taking things from Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 19 and I was like, no, good. You ain't even gotta, you ain't even gotta tell me anything else. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, we're gonna we're gonna explore this a lot deeper next week than the big question i have and you can see this is the clip i was talking about where you can you can see even though there's some recoil at least you can see what you're shooting at there's not like smoke and flash yeah. and takes hits that completely knock out your screen um right so yeah that's awesome we need two more subs to blackout get it done guys um dude i'm i'm so nervous like <laughs> you're fine I'm nervous, bro. you need to be nervous about this crazy show there's thousands and thousands of people watching no i'm kidding oh um, yeah dude. Obviously, obviously, um, but yeah, there. I have hope for it, and literally, when I talk about it, I'm talking about search. Uh, oh, but the big question I asked this last week, and we're gonna get, we're gonna talk to the drop shot guys about this. How is everyone feeling about them just remastering maps? There's gonna be no like new original map. Like it might be cool, like to play these old maps and have 16 maps, but if you look at the point, like. They're not, they're not having to do any work. What's up, man? What's on your mind? What's good? When I read that they were, when I read that, that they were bringing back the launch maps, the 16 launch maps from MW2, I sat back and I laughed, right? I laughed at everyone that's going to say, MW3 is going to have so much content. Yeah, from a game that's over 10 fucking years old. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it I think it could like, backfire I, too because I don't think people remember what those maps were like and everybody's used to like right. the three lane balanced maps. Mm -hmm. And I I hear so the the remastered maps in MW2 like you hear all the all the edge lords talk shit in between rounds in S&D and they hate all the maps from the older cods. Like they talk about uh, and it, it's I think it could backfire a little bit. But overall yeah. Yeah, here's the, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Here's a saying that that I've been saying since the very beginning of this shit, which, by the way, they should have had all this stuff in MW22, but I digress. Um, here's a here's a statement that I normally live by. Right. Nostalgia is one hell of a drug that masks reality, because I know for a damn fact that people are going to be excited about Terminal and Rust main two, Terminal and Rust. They're going to go back and play these older maps that are remastered and say these are dog shit. What what are what, what what are we doing? Like like I I didn't like this fucking map, Corey. I hated this map. Why is it back? And, yeah. and like what David said, recycling maps is lazy. They're trying to get seventy dollars out of us. Make it worth our seventy dollars. You're giving us something that in a game right now you can buy for twenty dollars and go experience. You know, you're doing you're doing about like a third of the work by just porting it over, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it and just then, and then so so where I get torn is like it's gonna be cool to have sixteen. And for me, I never played the original ones, so they're gonna be new to me. Right. Like so for me, like in Crash's world, like mm -hmm. I could get excited for sixteen new map, like like new to me maps. But 
I have in the back of my head that even though they committed to 12 multiplayer maps coming throughout the year, that they're all going to be sectioned off parts of the new Los Alamos Warzone map. So they're literally going to make these billions of dollars off one map. And I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. Like that's all the work they're going to have to put into it. And then, but I take it even further. Like I, I've, I've covered with myself this entire argument because also then I'm like, well, like Fortnite and other BR games that have done well only have one map. So I'm just, I don't know. <clears throat> I just, because I just like seeing where everybody stands on it. Cause I don't know where I stand. I think it's because Fortnite and you guys can say what you want about Fortnite. Yeah. I just saw the black cell bundle pop up on the screen. Yeah. That's a great message to send to everyone. Um, so with, with Fortnite, and you guys can agree or disagree with me, okay? They've done a good job of making that one map entertaining. They've always done something new with it. Every chapter, every season, something. They've made it interesting. Plus, when their monetization model doesn't influence how you perform in the game, and they're just strictly cosmetics, then what's there to say about it? Okay, either you like the building or you don't like the building. They've accommodated both now. So if you don't like building, guess what? Now you have a no build mode. If you like building, Perfect. You got a build mode, you know, <clears throat> it, it, that's what it comes down to. They've accommodated for the fans. They've brought in a monetization system that isn't greedy. And because of that, they've done good and they still do good. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you can't blame them because they're going to cash in on nostalgia. Right. And they're going to make a lot of money with not a ton of work. I mean, it's still a lot of work for what they're doing, but I mean, from the map design it team, is. they're chilling. <laughs> like, yeah, they're chilling. <laughs> But I, I will say this, they're chilling, but they are creative as hell while doing it. They've, they've done some amazing things with Fortnite, and I will admit. No, no, I was like, talking about Modern Warfare 2, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, to hell with them. No, they're, they're just... <laughs> but, yeah. Yo, Leo, thank you, uh, thank you for the membership, man. Yo, I appreciate that. He's ignoring the cloud this year. So, awesome. <laughs> a lot of people are... So is everyone else, man. So is everyone else. Dude, if I hope this... I, I really do hope this slaps them in the face. I do. And I don't I don't pray for the downfall much of people, but I really do hope that Modern Warfare 3 burns the biggest hole in their fucking pockets and they learn from this. Modern okay? Storefare. They're just Yeah, it's modern storefare. Just Dude, I'm so you know, torn. I'm so hate to say it. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but the Black Cell bundle seems more predatory than the loot crates that you got in Black Ops 3 and Advanced Warfare. Oh, the Black Cell is ridiculous. That. But for yeah. me, for me, I'm sitting over here like I'm not buying it. I can still play everything in the game. Like it doesn't affect mm -hmm. me. But seeing how many people bought it, it's so mm -hmm. sad because yeah. they're going to keep doing it. Like it's it became, so it surpassed Modern Warfare 2 in like the, the top selling Steam item of all time. It, it passed Modern Warfare 2. That's crazy to me. Yeah, because crazy. when you first launched the game, if you didn't know better, it looked like you had to buy it to proceed with the game. Dude, that's how they get you. I was watching a video about this. It is, it is becoming a practice with Activision and Blizzard games. It is predatory as shit. You will not know that you're about to buy this thing if you don't carefully exit out of it. Because if you hit A, right? Like if you hit A or hit the space bar to confirm it, it'll start launching up the payment processing screen. And that's how they get you. Yeah. It's a hook now. They've, oh, they've it's right hooked there. the game. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. No. And it's just... It's stuff, but I mean, I like I get around it. I'm struggling so bad because if you if you had asked Crash like two or three years ago, it's like I mm -hmm. have no problem not buying Call of Duty, but right now it's one of the two games I play regularly, only for one mode, and that's Search and Destroy. That's and then that's why I've been praying for X Defiant to come out, and they said they're gonna mm -hmm. add a search mode after it, and I'm like, please, so I have something else, and I wouldn't have to buy it because 
I love ball modes. Valorant, mm-hmm. I feel like Valorant has the same level of complexity as Siege with how all the operators interact and stuff. I know there's not destruction and things like that, but there's a lot. Like every operator has like three different abilities that like interact with shit differently. I don't have hard drive space up here anymore for a new game with that much complexity. Yeah. Siege, like I said, I love the gameplay loop, but need a break from it. And Search is perfect for that. CSGO, I didn't play enough. People are cracked at that thing, and I don't get the whole... I'm not good at the whole non-ADSing like that old-school aiming. I can't... My brain, bad. Yeah. Old. Can't. Um. So, yeah. We're one sub away from uh, getting blackout to 1,000. So if that's anybody crazy. wants to subscribe to another... Yeah, that's some creative, from- do it. Do it. I went from 986 to 999. That is insane. Do it. Y'all are, do it. y'all are, God, I, I don't know do what to say. Somebody do it. He deserves right. it. Um, let, let this man get partner on the YT. Um, Please. And you'll, and you'll <laughs> like his videos too. Yeah. That's true. Maybe. It's true. Bonus. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm the deal guy. Like he gets to apply for a YouTube partner. You get good content. See, works out. It's a great deal for everybody. I actually. I actually made that meme on my channel and put it out. I was like, I, was I saw thinking, that. I received 32 subs. You receive a YouTube partner. <laughs> yep. Essentially, yeah. that's what we're after. But anyway, yeah, we'll talk. I know this might pain some of you guys. I encourage you to come back next week because we will have the Drop Shop podcast. They share a lot of our same views. Did we make it? Did we oh, make did it? We, ma- we made it. We, we made, made it. it. Let's go. We made it, we made it to a thousand, baby. <laughs> We got to a thousand. All right, Blackout's gonna be able to apply for yeah. partner as long as one of you assholes doesn't go over there and unsub. Don't I do swear it. I'll to God, if y'all do, I'll find. I swear to God. Like if you do, swear, awesome. bro. I'll find you. Thank but, you all so much. Y'all no, are incredible, congrats, man. For real, that's awesome. Are... Just are some, somebody, somebody's gonna be an asshole. Don't do it. Yeah, Red Big. Let me scroll in to apply for YouTube partner real quick before someone unsubs. Yeah, so he's probably done. Do I, need to, do I need to let you go and finish the show myself? No, I'm kidding. Right. Um, no, no, you're good, bro. So, yeah. Modern Warfare 3, we'll talk about a lot next week. But I, I, I can tell you next week will be fun because uh, the Drop Shot podcast guys share a lot of our views. And it's going to be spicy. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're, there's going to be a lot of shit talking towards COD. And you guys need to help me not buy it. I don't want to buy it. But it's like, it's all, ah, it's just like, it's one of the two games I play. For one mode, it seems even sillier. Um, but anyway, we beat that to death. Let's uh, let's continue subbing to Blackout to make sure some asshole doesn't upsub from him. And we'll uh, go ahead and talk about Tarkov Arena a little bit. Because this is a game that I am also excited about, but I'm also nervous about because it is Battlestate games. Um, so let's. I think this would be easiest. And it's going to be a little bit frustrating because Blackout's going to be like a little bit lagged um, with what he sees on the screen. But maybe he could pull up the website on his end. Do you have that Tarkov official website? Because it's got a lot of info on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can pull it up. It's like okay. arena, uh, like arena.tarkov.com or something like that. Yeah. I think I also provide it in the stuff I sent the production yeah, team. Arena.tarkov.com. Yep. Yeah. Um, so on this website, there's a lot of information um, about Tarkov Arena. Um, there's also, just to like put a bird's eye view on this, the big question is like, when is it going to release? There are some theories floating around. They just increased the prices for Call of Duty. There was a, or Call of Duty. God damn it, man. Uh, they just increased the prices for pre-ordering for the beta version of Tarkov, and there was a countdown. Well, now there is a countdown for another increase in price, but it's only for the Edge of Darkness edition, and 
Tarkov Arena comes with the Edge of Darkness edition. So people are guess guessing that Arena is going to release at the end of that countdown timer because that would justify the price increase of the Edge of Darkness edition. It's again, it's the only one getting the price increase. It's the only one that has Arena attached to it. That countdown, I think, counts us down to somewhere in like December 22, which are when we've already got a confirmation that there's going to be another wipe in December. So it sounds like around Christmas time is when we could see Arena, which is a little bit frustrating because Nikita has been saying that it's done. It's ready to go. People played it at Gamescom. They've been having esports people play it. I'm a little so bit nervous, I, and I'll, I'll get your opinion on this just real quick. Um, right. I'm a little bit nervous to have them uh, release this during a wipe with everything going on with the wipe and they're adding a lot of new features and quality of life and fundamental engine features to this plus throwing tarkov and like cross progression onto that i think it's a recipe for like disaster man i don't know yeah um so i, I sent the production team a link to the pre-order site for escape from tarkov so you can show the timer um because what it currently reads is 122 days 21 hours 18 minutes and 30 seconds so if anyone wants to quickly uh, you know be a you know be a bozo and find out no I'm <laughs> that was I think it's December 22nd um but no so like I did read that like there was going to be cross progression sharing in between arena and the base game of Tarkov and as much as I like the idea that your skills and you know your level will will carry over that is going to be the biggest backlash that that battle state's going to receive right because you don't even have to play the base game of tarkov you can spend 35 dollars play the arena and then buy the base edition of the game and then go into tarkov already statted up to hell and there you go you're, you're already you're already winning gunfights because of the the skill system and everything um as far as content goes i do like what they have they have um currently they have four to five different modes that are going to be releasing they have a shootout which is a tournament mode they have team fight which two teams of five it, it's a one round mode uh overrun which are pve missions up to five players which i'm actually really excited about that to be fair um they have last hero which is um basically free for all and then duel which i'm assuming is going to be like gunfight um, the current premise of the game is going to be uh, pre like it's going to be um, you you get four different classes you get uh, scout assault sniper or God I'm sorry I try to do this off the top of my head and I just CQB forgot um, so assault CQB scout yeah, sniper so, there you go um, so you don't really get to customize your classes they're already kind of made for you in a sense and yeah you just play the game mode. Uh, Tarkov Arena is going to be $35 currently on pre-order and the base game plans to go up in price once Arena releases, but I think that's only for uh, EOD, right? I think that was only for EOD or yeah, because uh, right now EOD is the only one with access and then I think later on they're going to expand it to the rest of right. Tarkov. Yep. So there um, might be a beta in between now and then when that price increases too and the EOD folks can play it. Here's... um. So uh, I'm I'm sorry I was gonna I'm sorry I was gonna address something in the chat because I wanted to bring this up too. Um, but what if we already have EOD? Uh, then you'll get it for free once it launches. You'll get it immediately. Because yep. uh, right now, I, if you, if you log in and try to pre-order and you have EOD, it won't let you. It'll show that you already have access. Yeah. So, so I mean, if if you want to gift it to someone, then be my guest. But <laughs> um, you no, know, you'll already get it once it once it released. Yep. Um. Here's my thing. So I already talked about my one worry 
with this and i get it guys i'm being negative sorry negative <laughs> gets clicks don't you know um yeah so i'm worried about it coming out with a wipe the other thing that's going to happen is if you see right here on the screen sorry podcast listener uh win games and your character's level skills and weapon matching will grow in both eft arena and escape from tarkov and vice versa so your character skill levels progress in between each one of those so your weapon handling skills there's a ton of like hidden skills um in in tarkov um just like awareness and your recoil control strength endurance like there's it's like an mmo right um that's going to be weird because two things are going to happen one hundred percent people are going to find like the meta to speed run skills whether it's play more uh play more arena level up your skills and then do well in tarkov or level it up more in Tarkov and the people that only have arena will be at a disadvantage because the people who play Tarkov can level up sooner. And my second, possibly last but not least, the biggest point that I have at all, hidden levels and skills and weapon mastery that actually change the stats and how the guns perform does not belong in a competitive arena shooter. There should, no one should have an in, inherent statistical advantage because they play Escape from Tarkov more often when we're coming down to a me versus you in a gunfight in an arena for a rank. Like, everybody should be on the same playing field. The fact that the character levels and skills and weapon mastery are in arena almost kills it for me. Like, I'm going to wait and see how it plays. Yeah. I am incredibly bummed about that. That, like, the endurance. But one of the things is, like, the major things is, like, the huge one is, like, strength. The higher your strength is, the less weapon recoil you have. So, and Tarkov recoil is real. Like, it's legit. Right. And you can and, have a huge advantage with that in-game. And if you're playing for a ranked, it should be separate. It's not good. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be a thing. Everybody's guns yeah. perform the same. Yeah, I, I do not like the RPG element of Tarkov where you have to keep you basically have to keep getting shit on until you're good enough to fight someone and then it gets reset in like three to six months i i don't like that aspect at all um as far as it belonging in an arena mode i think it's completely pointless um i, I saw in one of the articles that i that i linked the production team um apparently the people that played arena tarkov said it played more like a like like a call of duty game right because the the movement is a little bit more fast-paced now um the the weapon animations the ads are a little bit more snappy now um, so this is going to be a complete night and day difference between base Tarkov and arena Tarkov. I just don't understand why Nikita would purposely do that, you know, and me having the EOD edition of the game, I'm going to be able to play it once it first launches, right? I'll have that advantage of being able to level up my character in arena and then go into Tarkov and shit on people who literally just bought the game like two minutes ago. Right. And it's not fair. It's not fair. But if Nikita wants to be on the premise of Tarkov isn't a fair game, then do, do we dance with the devil or do we politely decline? It, it, it's at that point where well, it's I mean, like, do we participate yeah. in arena or do we, or do we not? I'm going to try it because I unknowingly purchased it when I bought yeah. the EOD years ago. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm with you. And I think the reason, the only reason I can think of is like follow the money, right? Like the reason they would do mm -hmm. this is to get people who want to have an advantage in arena. They can level up faster if they buy Tarkov as well. So to get people to play both and spend more money with battle state games, um, it's just like, if you just want to break it down to what it probably is, because it's a business and yeah. they're in for making money. I just 100% and I'm going to wait how, how it plays out. Right. 
because because maybe the skills don't have an effect in arena in ranked like that would make sense maybe in some of the casual modes like some of the some of the hidden weapon skills like your strength and endurance and stuff don't matter because i mean endurance is another big one like if you run out of endurance trying to run to cover and another person yeah. does it if you're playing a game like search you know that's a strat in search to pull out your knife have double time where you run faster you can get across the arena and get and kind of surprise them and get and hold an angle and wait for them to come so if you have a higher endurance you're going to have a bigger advantage and in a game that is about rank that is an arena shooter it should be skill versus skill not i'm not, i'm a person that has 30 hours a week to play video games or I'm a person with kids and a job and I can only play like six or seven hours a week. So I don't have right. a big advantage. Arena should be the equalizer. Tarkov can mm -hmm. be like that. Like it's an RPG. Tarkov can be like that. You get rewarded for grinding. It's about progression. Arena should be the equalizer. We should all be on the same playing field and rank means rank and not playing time. So we just have to see. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's jacked up um, because we don't know mm -hmm. how it's going to play out and they could, they could really nerf uh, skills in ranked mode that could be a thing that should be a thing yeah. but it's definitely worrisome that they're talking about the rpg elements in arena because it does not belong um, right and I, I i think that if they were to add the skills in in the ranked mode where it actually matters that'd be fine you know that you know fair enough whatever um if they add it to the casual you're gonna see a lot of people not even want to play after like two or three games because there's just it's an uphill battle that people aren't already willing to climb in the base game of Tarkov. So why would they want to go to an arena shooter and try to do that there? You're not, you're not changing anything other than you're going to be able to respawn, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. If it stopped at items, like if you played arena and you only got items, I wouldn't care. I, I, I wouldn't care one bit. Um, but the fact that now there are skills coming into play. Yeah, no, it, that's going to be a huge issue. Yep. So we'll just keep an eye out and see. That's something to look for when you when we hear more from Nikita. They do another podcast. Let's look and see and keep an eye out to when we hear how those are going to work. Um, but the game itself, everything other than that looks cool, and I, I'm excited to try it because I've liked um, Tarkov Combat, even though the recoil is a little weird. Um, it's going to have some unique mechanics, and we're always looking for uniqueness when it comes to shooters. Like the blind fire stuff um, has been changed, really cool. Uh, the movement's interesting. Point fire is more realistic. Like. It's gonna be it's gonna be neat. Um, other than that, and you can see sawmill, uh, bay five, air pit, equator, um, the bowl, of the box, and resort are ones you can't see yet. Um, but there are like seven maps that looks like it's gonna be the game locations. The game mode we talked about, he touched on it briefly. Uh, shootouts are round robin tournament. Uh, team fight is the round based one that I'm probably gonna play that has to do with no respawn and capturing objective points. Overrun is like a PVE zombies, like with probably scavs. So that's pretty cool. Uh, last hero is uh, just a deathmatch uh, TDM and duel we can imagine is probably um, 1v1s uh, now, like gunfights so there's a lot of potential here it, it, it's yeah I've been excited about it for a long time um, alright Crash I, I got a question out of the maps that we're able to see right now sawmill base air pit and equator which one do you think looks um, which one do you think looks the best uh, like uh, gameplay wise or aesthetics wise uh, both. Like, if you had to, if you had to decide what map do you think is going to play well and looks good, let me know. Um, I think Equator looks the most balanced. Um, it looks really symmetrical. I think I'm going to enjoy Sawmill the most, unless it's completely unbalanced. Because, um, Sawmill, I like the multi levels, and I just I like the the vibe of Sawmill. It's like basically the old Sawmill from the Woods map. 
it's got yeah. like a lot more vertical play um honestly yeah. i i yeah. would say aesthetically equator looks really good um as far as gameplay goes i'm probably gonna say air pit's probably gonna be like my favorite map to go to it looks balanced as well a lot of them look balanced excuse me sawmill yeah. looks like the wild card <laughs> i mean if it is just that part of the map it, it will be a little wild one side of the map could be like a little bit stronger but yeah that's another thing uh red is like how tarkov mechanics are gonna fit into this and they've they've added some things to it with uh there's gonna be uh key, or they did add quality of life stuff this time where you have key binds that you can instantly bind to fix uh certain limbs and stuff but yeah the healing mechanics itself is gonna be wild like trying to fix a blacked out arm or do field surgery in arena when there's like 30 seconds left on the clock could be uh it could be pretty brutal there there is a side of me um, that is that is a little bit reserved, not only with the hidden RPG skills, but also a little bit reserved on how some of those hardcore healing mechanics are going to fit in the arena scene. It might not be fun. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to play it because it's going to be unique, but there is a definite chance that I play it for like four hours and I'm like, nope. I'm good. <laughs> so right. that is a very real possibility. But from Gamescom, we got a little information on it. Uh, we'll keep our i'm hoping uh uh redbeard said that the the timer runs out december 29th so around new year's um could be when arena releases i'm hoping there's a beta for eod owners between now and then so we can we can check it out um, Same. But yeah yeah there's a whole lot of stuff um ranked will be cool uh if those skills don't matter that should help with, like the matchmaking and stuff but there's still there's still a lot of questions there's a lot of questions in the details um that we're gonna have to watch out for but it's shaping up i would say at the very least it looks interesting right okay the last thing i have on my list we're kind of running long um <laughs> imagine that that always happens um the last <laughs> thing I have on my list and possibly the most thing that my audience would be uh interested in is delta force the i know you love it battlefield killer it's got to kill something got to be compared to something it can't just be its own game you know that it's got to be it's got to be a killer of some kind yeah, I, I saw a lot of YouTubers already starting to label this game a Battlefield Killer, and I, oh my god, I wanted to start so much shit with them. Like, you have no <laughs> idea. I wanted to get, I wanted to get stupid silly. Like, and, and, and Red FaceTime me one day, he's like, man, you and I are never going to see eye to eye with this game, because I'm actually excited for it. And I'm like, respectable, but they're doing the same thing 2042 is doing. They're just doing it a little bit they're doing a little bit more while also doing the same exact thing right because they got the operators they've um they're they're doing the the class systems they're doing you know basically just a whole bunch of stuff right the campaign i'm excited for because i haven't played black hawk down since the ps2 uh, and i only played like you know five seconds of it and i was like oh they're too scary you know and then i played you know another game um yeah i as far as the the extraction royale i i don't know what to think but it's just it's probably going to be the most under-supported mode, you know? Yeah, I feel I feel like fundamentally, I mean, we were even just talking about Tarkov. I don't think an extraction game has figured out the end game yet. Um, I don't, I think there comes a point where, you know, progression is the main part of the game and eventually you run out of that. And then what's the end game? Why are we going back into the hazard zone or whatever? Yeah. Like there becomes just, a point where you're like, why am I playing? With right. every it's like, we just left this fucking thing like 10 minutes ago. Why are we going back? <laughs> to get more loot. For what? Right. To make more money. Why? So we can go back in. Why? To get more money. Why? Like, you just talk yourself in a circle. And right. pretty soon it's like, yeah, once you reach the end of the progression, it's always finite. And then it's like, what do you do? 
Um, POV, you're a Tarkov player. <laughs> we got to wait for the game to delete so we can have fun again. Um, right. We, weird, weird vibe. Um, so one of the things that I was most not excited about in the trailer was obviously the operators, the hero abilities. Again, one of the community's biggest sticking points and one of mine as well with 2042, if we are going to compare them, which we probably shouldn't, but that's hard not to when we're talking about operators. Um, they did ask Shadow anything. Shadow is like the main uh, producer on the game. And they asked him, like, <clears throat> excuse me, how, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, how important are their characters' hero abilities in their classes? And he said that they want to stress realism as a core element of Delta Force. But you have people doing like nano power, like nanobot power ups and like recon arrows in the trailer. And then he says here they want to stress. So I'm really worried about operators. It's a, it's a huge turnoff for me already. Yeah um how many operators will be in the game he says four and they're working on adding eight more so there's going to be 12 and i can tell you look at siege you cannot continue to add that many operators and not have some off the wall stuff so his realism thing is a hundred percent cope like that's not yeah that's bullshit and i want to stress this right it's not like they're trying to put this shit in like you know 2042 or 2077 this is apparently in 2036 um this is apparently 13 years into the future where we're using nanobots and you know all this other high class shit that we haven't even discovered yet in the real world you know um i i agree with you crash i think this is just 100 percent cope as far as like you know they, they want to try to make this seem like a realistic military shooter but by him doing that he's also alienating everyone that wants just a casual large-scale shooting game um like i just you know him adding that many operators you and i both know you and i both know well that when siege added more operators not only did they get more crazy but they also started getting used less because it depended on the operator um you know when was the last time someone used like maluzi seriously you know when was the last time someone used um any of the operators before these like handful of new ones you know like who's out here still using the guy from siege that runs through walls and shit no one like whenever you add more operators you start getting into a balancing issue where power creep yeah like like where you're you're always going to have an operator that does better than the other so they're going to end up getting banned more and never used yep. it's like what's the point of, like so what's the point I just want games without them because they're not enjoyable to play against in this setting. Um, and you guys, you guys might think it's like, well, Crash, you play Rainbow Six Siege and you don't like operators. You're not listening. I don't like operators in large scale multiplayer combat because it makes the it makes the gunplay and the fights completely unreadable. You can't tell who you're fighting because there could be any number. You could be fighting five, 10 of the same operator because metas always come out and you play against the same operators who at any point in time could have an ability that will insta-kill you or something like super strong that puts you at such a disadvantage, you're going to lose the gunfight. It's not fun. In Siege, there can only be one up. So like if you see like a, a bandit or a Jaeger, like you know there's just one of them. You know what they can do. You know that Kate only has two Electro Claws once you play the game and you learn this stuff. But if mm-hmm. imagine if there were like a team of five Cades with ten Electro Claws, like you would never be able to breach anything. And it's just it's you can't balance it when you could have potentially twenty. There is a 
an opportunity. It's unlikely, but you could have like 32 people playing the same overpowered op. And it just it just gets out of hand, man. Um, Why do you think so many people go for recruit and quick match? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Um, no, nah, but uh, seriously though, like that's why there are a lot of balances. Because I remember, like, you could easily Kaid trap walls before they they ended up nerfing him to where the uh, the the Kaid like the the vault spike would deploy a lot slowly. Um, and there's other fixes that they've done to other different operators. Like they've limited the amount of uh you know gadgets that they have, or they've made it to where they don't have certain you know tacticals anymore. You know, just certain things. But when you do that, it starts to become overwhelming because now you have to reconsider every operator, right? From the base game all the way up to the most recent one. How are these operators going to play together in a way where it's not overpowered, but it's not nerfed to where people don't want to play with them? And Siege still hasn't figured that out yet. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> but in the, like to back to this, is like I just think there's no way to balance it when you have that many people that could put it potentially be playing the same operator so that's why i don't like him in this setting and then we talk about uh gameplay there will be a single player campaign which they have that above uh battlefield will there be nighttime mission the campaign that says yes i don't know who would have asked that um in all honesty that looks like they're trying to advertise it um will you be able to see the return of the mission edit motor be able to create private lobbies um we know that many players are interested in creating customizing lobbies through an editor so we're considering adding that but they're not doing it at this time for custom lobbies um, there will be a, how extensive is destruction. There'll be a lot of destroyable parts on the map, but we we'll also try to maintain the basic integrity of structure on those maps. So it'll be a balance. Um, how large are the maps? They'll offer large scale, dangerous and unpredictable world and divide into several maps. Each map will feature a different single operation gameplay, allowing 20 to 64 or even more players in one single match. And they are not adding a BR mode, uh, which is probably fine. And they are doing, they're still, they're jumping on the extraction uh, gameplay. It will be free to play. Um, it will be on PS4 and 5, Series X and S, uh, Steam, Epic, iOS, and Android platforms. So it's going to be, it could be a, a Battlefield game on a platform before Battlefield does it, as a platform, excuse me. Uh, the game will launch in 2024. There will be an alpha test soon. Will the game run on mid-range devices? They say so. Uh, what else? Just run through these quickly, and then uh, I'll let you comment on them. Um, there will be crossplay PC and mobile users data will be shared, but matchmaking will be separated. Uh, for crossplay, they'll allow mobile users to choose whether or not to match up with PC players based on their preferences, and they can team up with friends on different platforms. So, like full crossplay, you'll be opted out of it as a mobile player. Um, but it looks like you can play with anybody. Um, they are taking anti-cheating measures very seriously and have implemented several mechanisms and detection systems with a dedicated team to handle cheaters and hackers blanket statement that doesn't mean anything um yeah. yeah thoughts um so i saw the first comment right you lost me at 2024 by see then and it's because like how they toted this it seemed like it was something that they were going to be able to get done this year right and i can understand if you're excited for this game and then you hear it's coming out next year how you're like oh well you know to hell with it i guess i won't do it um, but you know, Hey, that gives them more time to hopefully get their shit straight, hopefully figure out what they want to do and then make it good. Um, the fact that this is going to be on so many platforms, I think is a plus, right? It's going to be on uh, last gen, current gen, um, you know, PC phones. Good. Perfect. Uh, what I like is that iOS and Android are going to be playing together. 
um and then everyone else is going to be playing with everyone else right so you're not thrown into those awkward lobbies where someone's pub stomping and the enemy team's full of iphone users you know <laughs> um i think that they need to have this alpha test sooner rather than later right if they can get a stable enough build if they can get enough of what they want in the game already alpha test it put up put up a thing on steam saying hey we're reaching out for alpha testers sign up we'll get you in and there there you go um so what else here um i want to say the biggest blanket statement is is the hackers one obviously uh we take anti-cheating measures very seriously that doesn't mean shit that doesn't mean shit because look at activision they said the same thing and look how Everybody many people plague their games yeah everyone says that um if you can provide an example like oh we're running easy anti-cheat and we also have an ai anti-cheat running on top of that you would have sold me right then and there you would have sold me but the fact that you're just saying oh we take it very seriously yeah no it, I, I don't i don't believe they've got that figured out yet uh, but, everything else seems okay like they're 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 kind of PR speaking us to death, but definitely a lot better than what other companies are doing. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we'll be able to uh, play it for free. So I mean, it's not like a huge risk to try it out. So, right, that'll be cool. Oh yeah, that's Delta Force, guys and girls. Um, but yeah, every it's like how Tarkov takes these <laughs> exactly exactly sites everyone every game developer says they take cheating seriously but it's always it's always like a thing um <clears throat> so yeah um i think that covers it for delta force i really didn't have much to add and it's kind of been beat to death but i, I thought those questions and answers gave some some insight into what they're doing essentially they're gonna have like a battlefield type conquest mode it sounds like a campaign and then their take on an extraction like looter shooter so they're doing the big three um game modes and we'll just have to see what happens try to get in the alpha test and see if we can uh do it we'll keep you updated here um on this game um as far as anything else i guess i could do uh one quick shot before we go because it is getting kind of late Pew, quick shot baby um you and i could be totally off base and completely ruin this whole thing did you play the uh alara prime uh test yeah i did can yep. you talk about it did you like it oh man yeah it is um y'all when it releases it, it is gonna move in such a way that like i don't think any other game has to be fair um they're they're taking so it, it's a 4v4 before competitive one life mode right i got to play uh their game mode called transmission and i got to play on their map oasis i've got a video dropping on that soon on my channel um so so if, if you want to go check it out once it launches go um so um it was fun i got to play with abel's community fry's community um and man it is it is insane they do have a they do have like a like a class system similar to you know what all the other games are doing now um but it doesn't feel like one class is better than the other it feels like they all have a use for something um and you know each class has their own special weapons it has their own um specific gadgets uh but the gadgets are actually well thought of right like they they're actually kind of good <laughs> um yeah man it it gets intense it gets you know competitive uh but it was it was super fun the game ran well the fps controller was nice on it 
Um, there were just some guns that I didn't like personally. There were some things of the map that I felt, you know, could be changed and I let them know that. But honestly, I I give it like a solid 9 out of 10 so far. Whoa. It is not a bad game. That's real high. And it, this is in the alpha. They're, they're nailing the alpha. They just have to nail the final product <laughs> and they'll be good. Yeah, I was so bummed I missed that. I wanted to play it so bad. Man, I wish we would have had you. I, I, I wish. I wish I that would have been so fucking good. Yeah, I wanted to try it, but I was busy. Sad. Right. So lame. Um, but yeah, geez, man. I think that's a show. I always like I always like wonder and that's oh geez, I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm old. One more thing about okay. that game. It's the three person it's like the three team game, right? Like there's two attackers and a defending team. And yeah, and so it's just other. um yeah, so there's uh three teams of four and they all attack each other. So one team defends the site, two teams attack the site. And uh, they advertise that you can either play the teams against each other or uh, you can just go in, try to wipe everyone out and go from there. Um, I hit some sick, nasty clips that I'm going to show in, in, in my video of it. Um, I think I think um, our friend Gummerack has one released. Um, I think Red has one coming up tomorrow. Uh, I've got mine coming out on Thursday. So, yeah, guys, go go check them out. It's um. Yeah, it, it it's such a fun game, and, and I can't wait for y'all to be able to experience it once it gets released. I, I, I asked them about a release date or at least some idea. Uh, they said 2024. Now, they didn't say quarter one, quarter two, you know, anything like that. They just said sometime in 2024. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's one, it's one that's on my radar. I haven't got too excited because it's still alpha, but, man, I, I hope I get on a playtest uh, one of these days. Oh yeah, they're so they're so nice. I'm definitely, bro. If um, I'm I'm crossing my heart that they invite me back to another playtest, and if so, like, you got to come by, bro. Let me you, you gotta swing through, right? Let you got to swing through. Yeah, man, I want to check it out because it's like a it's like a new take on bomb mode, right? And I'm all about it. I'm all about bomb mm -hmm. modes lately. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a take on it. So that will add like a twist. Having the three teams will be pretty wild. Oh yeah, um, yeah, dude. The let me in meme, like trying to get in the feds. Please, <laughs> I, right. I think I think Fry was gonna uh, help me get in, but I just I had real life stuff going on. Um, that's understandable. Unfortunately, stupid stupid life, man, gets in the way of so much other stuff that's cooler. Um, I think that's a show, man. Yeah, I, think I um. Yeah, like if we had some more time, I was gonna bring up like for the quick shots. Like there was a Twitch streamer that locked himself in the closet for three days. I'll talk um, about it. There was <laughs> there was a the Starfield devs are explaining how there's gonna be a silent protagonist. Um, the final mission for Destiny 2's the final shape shape won't be available at launch, so they're basically selling a full DLC um, for like ninety five percent of it being done. Um, yeah, that that's basically what I had for the quick shots. I don't know if. You're not going to be able to glaze over the Twitch streamer locked himself in a closet for three days. Like, you can't just say that and bounce. <laughs> All right, so the highlights, right? And this is coming from GameRant.com. Shout out to them. I don't think anyone's from there listening, but okay. Um, so Twitch subathons where streamers prolong their broadcast based on new subscriptions are becoming more creative with unique challenges like being confined in a closet or taped to a wall. 
I don't know how that's creative being creative and unique, but okay. Um, streamer Isidore attempted a three-day challenge in a dark closet, allowing viewers to pay for various torments, but ended the ordeal prematurely due to physical and emotional discomfort. Uh, while subathons and their variations attract large audiences and engagement, some prominent streamers like Pokimane express concerns about the potential negative effects on streamers' health. Um, if you're if you're deep into the live streaming culture, you do know that there is a huge subathon done by the streamer Ludwig that basically captivated the entire Twitch space uh, and the entire live streaming space. And that's who really got the ball rolling for this idea of I'm going to keep streaming until no more people are paying me money. <laughs> and then that'll be it. Um, there are oh. a lot of instances of these subathons turning really good. There are instances of them turning really bad. Um, and I do think that in some cases, this does affect streamers' health, right? Because if you're sitting in a chair for 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day, right? You're having fun, but that's not good for you overall, right? No. Um, th there was a story that I actually heard of years ago where, um, and this isn't a live streamer. This is just the effects of sitting for long periods of time. There was a World of Warcraft player who went to a internet cafe to play World of Warcraft, right? He sat there for, I think, two or three days straight. He got up and immediately died because there was a blood clot forming in his legs that hit his heart immediately. Um, so yeah, um, the, the moral of the story, don't, don't do dumb shit like this. If, if you're going to have a subathon planet, make it make sense, make it be fun. Don't, don't trap yourself in, in basically a, a, a damn torment chamber and have your chat play along. It's not going to end good for you at all. That guy probably has PTSD now from, from that shit. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. 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 Man, I was uh I was actually thinking about having a subathon this weekend because some of the family's leaving and going home alone. I thought about like raising money for baby crash because that's been financial like a subathon, a little a baby thon. Yeah. Oh, there's actually a clip of it. Hold up. Let me no, send I, that. Yeah, I, I have it on the yeah. screen. The yeah, lady there, yeah. it's yeah, bad. Go ahead and yeah, I, I kinda wanna like I don't want to see it. Um, I don't think I'm playing it right now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm playing it on my end. Oh, it's oh god, he had a he had a flashbang. Um, he had a flashbang thing. Yeah, they, so for 25 bits, you could flashbang him. They throw an egg at Jesus. him. Just egged him and poured glitter on him, and he's in like a pitch black dark closet. So and he doesn't know this stuff's gonna happen, and he just gets flashbanged, and then he's back in the dark. Dude, that would be so for three days, dude. They don't do this type of shit at Guantanamo Bay, by the way. That's uh, wild, I've man. I've had friends deployed at Guantanamo. They don't even do this shit there. Um, okay, so under it, it says, however, Isidore's endeavor didn't go as planned. With 49 hours and 27 minutes left, he ended the ordeal, tear tearfully sharing he couldn't sleep, see, or even breathe in the tight space. Jesus. Jeez. And that is, guys, take care of yourself. Like, <laughs> so dumb. Like, like this, like this internet shit is only temporary. Okay, like we're yeah, we're wild. all temporary. We're only here for a little bit. Don't, don't <laughs> think that that getting subs on Twitch is is more important than your own health. For the love of God. PSA: Don't, don't lock yourself in a dark closet. Right. I know they've done Please it. Like don't. Aaron Rodgers did it to himself uh, for football. Like he locked himself in like a dark house for a couple of days just to like meditate, like a sensory deprivation to think about like retiring or yeah. not. So that's like a little different. He's not like tormenting himself. He's actually like right. trying to meditate. But 
that's no stupid, sensory man. yeah sensory deprivation when compared to other things it's it's probably like the least harmful thing you can do um locking yourself in a tight closet for three days and then having people fuck with you <laughs> no. no 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 you couldn't pay me to do that no not good um so anyway guys yeah man i just want to thank you dude uh for coming on taking the time to do that coming prepared like tons of stories and stuff to talk about uh, i really appreciate it you're way more prepared than i was i usually just kick on the stream and talk about right. video games but no man I, I wanted to make a good first impression you know because my brother was on here last time and he did a great job and i i know i was stepping into the huge shoes of of uh filling in as blues replacement um so i wanted to come prepared i wanted to come correct and um i hope i did good by by you and your community i i really do um if anyone from my community or any of my friends that have came in here for me sharing my link out uh if you guys haven't subbed to crash please do he's an amazing gentleman uh and like honestly mostly just thank you so much for helping me hit a thousand subs today <laughs> it uh it's just it is insane that, yeah, that, that we hit that I, I wasn't yeah i i don't know what to say honestly i'm not gonna believe it until i see that check mark and then even <laughs> then i'm probably not gonna believe it still i'm hyped we were um, able to do that that's cool thank you to the scope community, thank you man. that's awesome we yeah, did a cool thing today, boys oh uh, and crash thank you dearly man thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here and to you know just be able to do this with you and thank you so much for mentioning my my, my path towards a thousand subs and everything yeah man um i hope another channel gets its wings oh um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> true rain um no man i just hope you had fun because i had a lot of fun i appreciate oh, you yeah. standing in um blues handling his house stuff <clears throat> excuse me man and Bro, uh, i would love to come back i i would i would yeah. love to come back as a no as it's a guest. it's it's cool man um because we're having i'm just kind of developing like this crew of uh creators that can kind of come in from time to time and, and sit in and because i I was on a podcast, um, the Objective Battlefield podcast had me on, and I was like, this is so fucking fun, man. It's just fun like to, to go <laughs> yeah. live and, and talk about games and stuff. And I, I try to make the show, like, I know I poke fun at the production team and stuff, but I, I try to make it, like, look good and, like, have visual right. stuff going on and be prepared with the topics and stuff. Like, I try to do try to do a good job. It just But but being on that Objective podcast, it made me was like, dude, I want to do that. That's, like, it's, it's fun. So I, I hope you had fun. That's what right. it's about. And it's really okay, cool, yeah. like, super awesome shout-out uh to the scope community for getting you to a thousand that's really cool like we were able to do that man that i just appreciate you guys you guys are awesome chat shows up yes chat shows up each and every week um with like mm -hmm. super awesome stuff super smart stuff um always add to the conversation in chat it's great um that's why the, it's on the screen because it's, it's awesome it's like useful stuff like people say like troglodytes on the internet are terrible like people on the internet are terrible <laughs> not here man like the people that watch right. this show and my channel stuff are the coolest fucking people um so it's great and um also a special shout out to the podcast listeners that's still growing like over i think we're averaging over like almost 200 downloads a week for audio like people are just listening to it that's crazy. Crazy. um so that yeah. that's super super cool thank you guys so much for everything thank you for getting to a thousand thank you for being here next week we should be back on monday again come back monday it will be mostly about cod but it's going to be funny it's going to be a really good time i promise you we'll have a good time uh, there will be shit talking and uh, <laughs> it'll be pretty fun. Right. So, yeah, I think that's it. You guys have an awesome week right. and hope to see you on Monday. Yep. Bye. Bye, everyone.